Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. I'm here today with Ryan. So Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yes. Thank you for being here. So you are an army child, right? Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that and, you know, what your experiences as an army child have been like. Okay. Well, um, for starters, I was born in um, South Korea, Seoul specifically. Wow. Um, Yes. And then um, from there, I had moved to Georgia and Virginia with the Army. And then my mom uh, started moving us. And so from there, I went to Guantanamo, Cuba and um, Manamabari. And now we are in the um, wonderful Clarksville, Tennessee, which actually is an Army base. So that's a full circle. Yeah, that is so insane. What has it been like? You know, you mentioned a lot of overseas places. So what is it like, you know, going to all these places and experiencing the different cultures there? Um, it's it's a little different because, well, when I went overseas, everything was kind of normal. It, it was like 2016, the first time I had moved overseas, was able to really remember what what it, what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, but Guantanamo Bay is its own kind of beast. It's like <laughs> small town, USA. You don't really interact with a lot of the locals in Cuba because of our relationship with them. Well, because of our because of the relationship we had with Cuba at the time, right? There, um, wasn't a lot of interaction besides the um, locals that had stayed after the gate had closed. So it was it was really small town USA. Everybody knew everybody. The people you saw at school were the people that you went to clubs with after school. It was all kind of just the military. Yeah. But then um, around 2019, we moved to Bahrain, and that was a whole different beast. Um, it was more so culture shock, I'd say, because I had gone from living in the U.S. and like small town USA to a whole other country that was a kingdom, actually. So we right. didn't have a president. They were ruled by a king. Um, their, their, their way of life was very different because it was an Arab culture. And so they were really, a lot of their life is based off of their religion yeah. and kind of their history, really. So there was, it was a lot of nuances. Like their Labor Day is a whole nother day for them. And we got off on their Labor Day, not our Labor Day, which was really weird. I was like, wait, the Labor Day <laughs> is this day. Um, yeah. So that was that was something very different to experience, yes. Yeah. So kind of I guess building off of that, you've had so many different, I mean, you mentioned like small town USA, you lived in, you know, all these different places where it's such a different atmosphere. What is it like being in a place where it's like just military and people who who get it and who understand and then go to places where it's like all right well it's not just military here they don't get it they don't understand um it's it's it goes from being like 
a place where you feel comfortable and you know that everybody around you understands what you've been through to an extent. They kind of, they get it. They're friendlier, I'd say. Yeah. They they have a more of an open mindset about certain things in life. And then you go to a place where, um, like here in Clarksville, it's a retired military town more so. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people who live here, their parents got out when they were like five, maybe they still interact with the base, but not as much. And they haven't moved around a lot in their life, maybe once right. or twice. Um, and they've all known these kids that they go to school with since like second grade, third grade. And they're not used to a lot of new people. So it's really just trying to figure out your way in their environment and trying to insert yourself into their lives. And it's really hard and frustrating, but at the same time, very rewarding because you figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are where you can improve when it comes to making friends and dealing with new environments. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things about military kids and, you know, growing up military or, you know, being part of a military family in general is, you know, you have to be able to adapt to wherever, to wherever you are, wherever you're going, that, that environment, that atmosphere that you're in for whether that be like six months or six years or even six days, like you, you know, you have to be able to adapt to that environment and, you know, make it your home because that's, I mean, that's honestly the hardest question you get asked as military kids. Like my first day of school, I'm a college senior. And so my first day of school, um, they had a sign that you could take a picture with. And so the sign had like, you know, your name, your major, your year, everything on it. And then one of the questions was your hometown. And I'm like, hey, well, where's my home? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I was born in Cleveland. I was raised for three years in Texas and I've had like eight years in Florida. So like, where's home? Like they all have a different meaning to it. And so I just put army brat. <laughs> like That's my hometown this is an army brat. So it's definitely, you have to be able to adapt to wherever you are, no matter what. Yeah. No, I I used to the question, like, where are you from? And I'm always like, well, I'm military connected. So for a long time, I claimed Georgia, because even though I lived there for eight years, I was on two different military bases. So I was just like, we'll call it Georgia. There's eight years of my life there, because everywhere else was like three years here, three years there, three years there, and now we're here. But we moved here my sophomore year, so I only have three years here, and then I'll go off to college. But, um, yeah, it was, it's a really interesting question that you get asked a lot with this um, with, with this life. Yeah, because you don't have that answer, especially, like, imagine saying, yep, I'm from Guantanamo Bay. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can't just say that necessarily yeah. and not get any questions. Um, and then you could give off a huge list of everywhere you're from and say, these, these are my homes. And then you're like, okay, I'm still confused. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, I just claimed the state of Georgia. I was like, this works. This works. <laughs> well, yeah. in my first move, it was so easy to just say I'm from Ohio. Like, you know, Cleveland is my home. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so easy to say that and to claim that. And then, you know, you start adding another move on top of it and you're like okay Mm -hmm. well I don't know and now I'm marrying a marine and I'm like okay well the home's gonna be so different now because I'm gonna have a bunch more places to add on to that so it's seriously the hardest question to ask any military family member 
Yeah, it was it was easier when I was younger because it was like eight years in Georgia. But then I realized I didn't really remember a lot of those years because mm-hmm. I moved from there when I was eight. Like legitimately, those eight years were the first state of my life. Yeah. So I'm 16 now, and it's been eight years since then. And a lot of a lot about myself has changed because of the experiences that I've been through. It's like that's where I started, but I've grown so much from eight year old Ryan. Yes. That that doesn't really define me as a person or as a home anymore because a lot of places have become home since then. A lot of people have changed my life. And that's exactly the way I looked at it too is, you know, even though like, sure, my first steps mm-hmm. were in Ohio, my first word, you know, was in Ohio. My first year of middle school was in Texas. So, you know, my first yeah. year of high school was in Florida. You know, I'm going to college in Florida. You know, these huge milestones that happen in your life and throughout mm-hmm. your lifetime happen in different areas. And you're like, okay, well, my first step in my first year of middle school, my first year of college, they're all equally important. So it's yeah. like you can't value <clears throat> one more than the other and say, this is home this is not Mm -hmm. home, but so many things that shaped me happened here. And, you know, these people that inspired me to be where I am and who I am today were from here. Like Mm -hmm. you can't pick that. That's a hard Mm -hmm. thing to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they try to put you in a box when they ask that question. It's like, where Mm -hmm. are you from? And being from so many different places, I guess, like, as you were saying, like my first steps, my first words were in or in Georgia but Mm -hmm. then my first dance class was in Virginia my first gymnastics class was also in Virginia but then I had more to come in Bahrain and in Gitmo and I'm I'm in color guard now and my first year of color guard is in Clarksville Tennessee and that has all shaped me to be as as outspoken and as as friendly and as inspired as I have become from the people around me and my coaches and my teammates and, and from the friends that I made. Yeah. So it's, it's hard trying to say, yes, you're asking me this question that kind of has a box around it, but I'm so much more than just a one single home. Yeah. And that's something that's hard for people who haven't lived the military life or have connection to mm-hmm. the military life to say, oh, you're so much more than where you're from because where you're from is not something that it's like huge in your life. You you yeah. have all these places and this, this these lists of home and where you've lived, where you've visited even. And it's like, okay, well, what does that matter? <laughs> like, But as a civilian, you know, most of the time you grow up in the same home, Mm -hmm. you graduate from the same school your parents graduated from, you have the same friends from, you know, the day you were born until forever and they just don't get it. And that's, that's a hard part for military families to understand or civilian families to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was a really hard part for me when I moved here. Because everywhere else I had been, there was some way I was connected to a base or yeah. military. But here, because we're here with my mom, she's a teacher. We um, we live off post. We live like 45 minutes from post. So I go to a public school. This is the first time I've been in a public school in a really long time, too. It's been like mm-hmm. five years. Um, and so it's 
It is culture shock because also COVID really did shape a lot of my middle school and high school years at the beginning. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's different. It is. And, you know, being in the military community, being outside of the, or versus being outside of the military community, (laughs) it's so different. And you, like for me, I absolutely hated living in Florida for so long because there was no military community surroundings. And I was like, I want to go back to Texas. I want to go back to Texas. I want to go back to Texas. Those people understood me. They know me like they've, they've been in my shoes or similar shoes of Mm -hmm. where I've been. And it was so hard to say, okay, that that's, that's a piece of my life. That's a part of my life that's over. And, you know, have to separate yourself and find a community within a civilian world who doesn't understand it, who doesn't get it. And it doesn't matter how hard they try to understand it. And there are some people who genuinely try and understand it and genuinely care, but they don't, they don't understand it. And it, it's sad, but it's, it's the truth. Yeah, no, um, every, every move it's, it's like, a I kind of, I, I like to think of it as I lose a piece of myself, but I also gain yeah. a new I gained a part of me that I would never gain had I had I not moved. Um, I always miss it the first year or two. Yeah. It's always like something that I long for. And then that third year, that third year, I finally I find my friends, I find my where I belong in that town or on that right. base. And then I lose it all all over again. The cycle so, starts all over. So it it's really hard for me to move, I'd say. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of the worst parts about being a military tested kid, definitely for me at least. Right. Um, but it's also one of the most rewarding because I've learned so much about myself and so much about who I want around me and mm-hmm. what I need to kind of survive because of moves. Yeah. And you know, moving sucks, moving's hard. Nobody wants to move. I mean, you get stuck in some places <laughs> where you're like, all right. I'm done here. (laughs) Like, let's let's move on and go somewhere else. Yeah. Like those places still do exist. Like I I promise you that. But like, you know, you get to these places and you you grow that sense of home there and that sense of belonging and you find your friends and it takes forever to find your friends. Mm -hmm. And then friends are in and out, and you're like, okay, well, I finally got my footing here. I finally like you you get that feeling that you're like okay I made it like yeah. let's really start this now like let's go and then you're like okay well that's all gone now like I've got to pack up and move all over again so it's it's one of the best parts of it because you get yeah. to explore the world you get to you know find yourself and that's that's so rewarding in itself Mm -hmm. is finding who you truly are and finding yourself and like you said finding who you want around you and things like that but it it's also the toughest part of it too yeah well I have met some great people but I've also realized that with moving and then time zone differences you lose a lot of great people who are there just for a season and you wanted more, but you you weren't meant to have more. Right. Is um something that I'm still trying to like understand and grasp. And I try to stay connected, you know, wish them happy birthday, say Merry Christmas, but then it's like that two times a year where you actually interact with each other and then there's silence. Yeah. 
I've had to learn to be okay with that silence. Yeah. Not something that's really hard because they were a really important part of those two, three years of my life. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. I will say though, like when I moved from Texas, I was 12. Mm-hmm. And then I'm 20 now. So it's been quite yes. some time. But it's um when I moved, I was 12. And mm-hmm. you know, phones weren't a thing really. Like everyone yeah. was just starting to get phones. Mm-hmm. I was in 2014 you know, yes. kind of aging myself, I guess. <laughs> um, that was in 2014. Nobody yes. really had phones. Nobody really had social media. Instagram had just come out. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Instagram was just making it. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, you did not have a me- any really means of staying connected to your friends. Yeah. We were so young that it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, how do you stay being connected when you're so young? Do you still write letters? Do you say, Hey mom, can we call this friend? Like it's, it's that weird kind of phase. But then eight years later, Mm -hmm. seven years later, I start this podcast and say, Hey, I need military kids. Guess Mm -hmm. who's right there? All those friends saying, Hey, I'll do it. And it's like, you know, even though you lose these friends, you don't talk to them for for over five yeah. years, they're they're still right there when you need them. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest part to understand. And that's still something that I struggle to understand. But they're still right there when you need them. And, you know, you've got this whole community in so many different countries and they're mm-hmm. all right there when you need them. And it's so strange how it works out, but it's, it's a magical feeling too. Cause it's like, you've got people on all corners of this planet and you say, Hey, I need this. And somebody's going to be able to get it for you. Or somebody's going to be able to make something happen for you to, you know, for you to succeed. Cause that's all we want is for, you know, other people to succeed and do well. And you know, all of that. And it's just, it's so amazing. Once, once you learn that it's, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. Yeah. I feel like, um, I, 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 yeah, it is. It's amazing, but I'm also still at the age where it's, it's hard because we're, well, okay. In 2014, I was about seven. I was about to move for, I want to say the second time, but the first time that I could really like remember and understand and phones still weren't being given to seven year olds. And so I lost, <laughs> I lost some friends that I still think about to this day. Like I remember their yeah. faces vividly oh, and yeah. I still feel like emotionally connected to them. But I, I know that that, that experience will stay with me, but I've had to kind of just let it go. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that some of those friends I will never see again. And that's something that I've kind of come to terms with, but I'm thankful that the friends that I will see again, and I will still interact with. I'm grateful that we have the means and the capability to stay connected and stay involved in each other's lives, even if it's minimally. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible that, you know, you understand that. Cause when I was your age, I was like <laughs> crying my eyes out trying to understand that. But yeah. it's like, you know, I'll, I have two friends from Ohio that I talked to yeah. still that I went to school with. And mm-hmm. we don't even talk. We just have each other on Instagram and we <laughs> kind of watch each other's lives from the outside. Yeah. But, you know, when you need your friends, you know, the people who mattered most, mm-hmm. the people who, you know, are truly your friends, 
they're there for yeah. you. And, you know, even when you get into the civilian world and you're trying to make mm-hmm. civilian friends, it's like this, it's the same thing. And friends are going to come and go. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing about life is finding, you know, finding your, your little circle, finding your community and understanding that it's going to change over time. And it's not going to be the same, but, you know, like you said, people are there for a season. People are there when you need them and then you move on and then you're there for other people and people are there for you. The last thing I always like to Mm -hmm. ask is what advice would you give to another military child? Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) My advice would be know that it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And it's going to be trying at times. Some days you're going to want to be like done with the military. You're going to want to like to pack your bags and move out mm-hmm. at that instant. But you'll you'll learn to be grateful for the experiences that you get. And you'll have to learn to adapt to the way that the world kind of revolves. And, and the world kind of changes because some things will never go your way. Even if it's at home or school, you're just not going to live with it and deal with it. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a time. Maybe it's your senior year. Maybe you're in college. And you'll look back and you'll be like, I made so many friends I wouldn't have made had it not been for the military. And I have this profound understanding of the world that a lot of kids my age and a lot of adults my age do not have. And mm-hmm. I am thankful for that. Yeah. That's so important. And just being thankful and grateful for the life you're living because, you know, there are some people who who wish to live this life and they don't understand how hard it is, but there are people who wish to live this life and, you know, move around and have the Mm -hmm. incredible experiences that we have. But, you know, you have to take it one day at a time and, you know, kind of go from there. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.